I had a wake up call in the form of my daughter, pretty much asking me not to die. While I certainly couldn't tell her I wouldn't, (laughs) um, I promised I would do everything I could, even though I believed there was nothing I could do. I was like, I will try. I'll try anything. I'll try everything. And thank, thank goodness for that moment. That was the beginning of my healing journey. You're listening to the Fittest Freedom Podcast, and I'm your host, Kelly Howard. I've been in the fitness and outdoor adventure space for almost two decades. Today, I'm known as the motivation and adventure coach. I help smart, successful women and a few guys navigate the space between mindset, motivation, and movement to move away from self-doubt and to learn to embrace their inner athlete. You already know what you want to do, and I bet you have a pretty good idea what you need to do. Together, we can fine-tune the details and create the steps you need to get moving forward. Think of me as your shortcut to a life of fitness, fun, and freedom. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, hello. How is everybody doing today? I have a very special treat for you. My friend, Julie Michelson, is going to be talking with us today. And instead of me introducing her, I want to just let her tell you all about what she's up to and what she does and why it's so important more than ever that she's here to speak with us. So Julie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So would you do me a favor, tell everybody who you are, what you do, and like, what's your backstory? Because it's a pretty big one. Sure. Absolutely. So I am a national board certified functional medicine health coach. And the reason I am (laughs) a functional medicine health coach is because of my own health journey. Um, And my path has taken me to specialize in helping people reduce their inflammation. Um, So I work with everybody from somebody who has the story in their head that their aches and pains and lack of stamina is because they're getting older. Usually no, that's inflammation. Um, or as they call it, inflammaging, to working with people with chronic inflammation conditions that lead to autoimmune disease um, is my specialty. And that's because, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead and tell us why, because it's- No, you're good. Um, And then where you are now, because before we got on here today, I got to see where she lives and what she's doing. It is so cool and so amazing. And you wouldn't have been here just a few years ago, right? No, not even close. Not even close. Um, In 2004, I was a young single mom in my early to mid thirties and I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I was told right out the gate, no hope of getting better. Nothing you do matters. You know, this is a autoimmune disease. You know, we will try to slow the disease progress and keep you as comfortable as possible. That, that was my grand hope. Oh my gosh. Yeah. As comfortable so. as possible in your thirties. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Um, and so I, you know, went to the top docs and followed all the instructions like the good girl I was taught to be and um, just continued to decline and decline and add prescription after prescription and lose bits and pieces of my life because I didn't have the energy to participate. Um, I was again, still single mom. So all my energy, you know, I I still wanted to be a good mom. Um, I just couldn't be as involved in things as I had wanted. 
And um, thank goodness at the end of 10 years when I was on 10 prescriptions, uh, I had a wake up call in the form of my daughter pretty much asking me not to die. Um, oh my goodness. And, and I, while I certainly couldn't tell her I wouldn't, <laughs> um, I promised I would do everything I could, even though I believed I, there was nothing I could do. I was like, I will try. I'll try anything. I'll try everything. And thank, thank goodness for that moment. That was the beginning of my healing journey and learning that I, in fact, can heal and do have control and do influence my own health. Um, and as you mentioned, you know, I, I now live in this beautiful area in Colorado on 10 acres with six horses um, that I could have never imagined taking care of, just even the property, not, not to mention the horses. Um, right. You know, five, six, yeah. seven years ago. So it is, it's, I am literally living the dream. Ah. Uh, so, so that's like A, chill bump inducing, and B, so, at that point when you weren't feeling well, in fact, when you were like feeling really like hell, right? Um, you weren't active. You probably couldn't ride would be my guess. And so there was a lot going on that was holding you back. There was a, a ton going on holding me back. Um, I did have a horse at that point. She was boarded somewhere. Um, and most often I couldn't ride, you know, um, but I would drag myself to at least go see her. Um, I had to quit grad school because my brain wasn't working. So, you know, between the brain fog and the fatigue and the pain, that's where all those little bits and pieces of life started to fall away. Um, I wasn't able to work. And so, you know, was literally resting while my kids were at school so I could be mom when they weren't at school, when they were home. Wow. So, okay. So this is like, this is when they talk about hitting the bottom, you're kind of there, you're taking yes. 10 prescriptions, you have yes. brain fog. Yes. So what do you do? I mean, how do you turn this around? Yeah. Um, well, I, I started to experiment. I had actually already gone gluten-free um, to support my son when he was diagnosed with celiac, which we, of course, later found out I too have. Um, and I had noticed that it made a little bit of an improvement in my pain level. So that was kind of lurking in the back of my head, like, well, something made a difference. It wasn't life-changing, but it was a difference. And so I just started with diet. I started to experiment, went from gluten-free to paleo, um, but I was doing it all wrong. I wasn't actually <laughs> thought I was doing paleo. I wasn't doing it right, and I was still eating things I was sensitive to and things that were causing inflammation. I was eating a lot of sugar still, you know, I was making paleo treats and things All like right. that. <laughs> and, um, and, and so it was a long journey, you know, I had no guidance. It was ex just experimentation. Um, and I was lucky enough to trip across Dave Asprey and the Bulletproof Diet and be open-minded enough at that point to buy his book and try it. Um, and to rewind my story a little bit, one of the reasons my daughter was concerned about losing me at the point she was, I was in, in the second half of my forties. Um, and my dad had passed away in his early fifties and he had seemed healthy. And so I was at that, I didn't think I would live to see 50. 
Um, oh, wow. Also, because of my dad and his family's health history, I grew up low fat my whole life. So to find bulletproof diet, for those of you that aren't familiar, it's a, it's a keto diet, cyclical keto diet. Um, that for me was the missing piece. I was missing healthy fats. Mm-hmm. And that was just, you know, lots of things helped me incrementally diet wise, but that was like the big aha was my poor body needed fat. Um, and, and so that was a, a real turning point. And took me way further in my recovery than than one would expect. Um, I mentioned I'm a functional medicine coach, and functional medicine is a root cause medicine. And so okay. the position is not the same as the doctors who told me, well, you have autoimmunity, you can't heal. You know, the functional medicine approach to autoimmunity is that there's an underlying cause. Right. That you know, even if you have a genetic predisposition, there's an environmental trigger. And if we handle that, the body can heal. And right. so I, it's miraculous, was able to feel probably 80% better, which was huge, um, and come off of all of those medications before I even found my root cause. Wow. Just now, by Okay, lifestyle. I have to ask you a question. Sure. Were you a functional medicine doctor? You were not while you were going through all of this. And then no, I had never even heard of functional one. medicine. Oh, really? <laughs> so then you became one and started looking for your own root cause. Um, and along the way, first started taking in the fat, which was like, of course, we grew up thinking fat was bad, right? Yes. Yes. And so, so you introduced the fat. And then what else did you do? For, so for me, step two of like really big impact was creating a truly established meditation routine, like a committed 20 minutes twice a day meditation routine. And it was remarkable. For the first time in over 10 years, I woke up in the morning with like not feeling exhausted. I didn't even know that was going to ever be possible again. And I, I really credit meditation with that. All right. I have to ask you this because are you... For you, do you believe that the meditation was clearing the brain fog or it was healing your body or it was healing your brain or it was just what you needed at the time? Um, A and B and and not just what I needed at the time. Um, So when we were chatting earlier, I mentioned how stress is inflammatory and chronic stress is really inflammatory. And so most of us living in society, pick wherever you live, it doesn't matter. We all live with chronic stress. And that's not what our body's designed to handle. We're created to have a big stress response, run away from the tiger, and then come back to baseline. And we've all lost baseline. Baseline as we get older and take on more responsibility and more societal interaction, baseline creeps higher. And so in my simplistic view, meditation helps return your baseline closer oh, nice. to where it should be. Nice. And so yes to the brain fog, but yes to the body because it's reducing the inflammation as well. Oh, I love that. I never thought about that. The healing. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I have to, since we're doing this interview and... 2020, which is the year of the tiger that's chasing us. <laughs> yes, it is. It's a very slow tiger. Right? We're limping away from it. Um, so people's 
people, their stress level is, I think, extraordinarily high. And we're, we're at a consistent high stress level now, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like we're relaxing at night, especially it just doesn't happen, right? So this is increasing the inflammation in people's bodies. It's increasing the brain fog. Is that why I feel kind of like really dumb sometimes? It very yes, absolutely, because the inflammation does cause the brain fog. So for sure, okay. and, and yeah, it doesn't really seem to matter who you are, where you live. Your stress level is increased if you're hearing this anytime close to 2020, for sure. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. okay, I think you told me there were like five lifestyle changes or that you use. So you you did the meditation. You changed yes. your diet. What yes. else do you use to support yourself and your clients? Yes. And I want to clarify, um, for me, it w meditation was that first step, but any stress management tool that works for you. So, you know, it, it, we're all different. And a lot of people, I say the word meditation and I watch their stress level rise. <laughs> right, right. It's so, like, I can't sit still. Yeah. yeah. So um, it, it's, and I, I know I've, I've, heard your podcast on joy it, it's you know find what what fills your cup what brings you joy and or what relaxes you um and when i work with people we we find we we fill both buckets you know there's the okay. list of scientifically pro proven stress reducers you know meditation breathing time in nature um, but then there are the things you know if i ask you what do you you know what do you love to do it's going to be different a different mm -hmm. answer but it's incorporating that joy with the stress reduction. And that's what so many of us are missing right now as well is, you know, we've got the unknown driving the stress. And then we've, so many of us have lost the opportunity to, you know, do what typically brings us joy. Um, right. So right. that's so anyway, that so not doesn't have to be meditation was my long winded. No, it makes, but it makes total sense because you were right. Yeah. Like to me, the word meditation, I lean in, right? But yes. when I say it, some people shrink away. Oh, so yes. yeah, <laughs> for yeah. sure. Absolutely. For sure. And they all play with each other, right? As, as your diet, if, if you're dialing in your diet for yourself and reducing your inflammation, you'll naturally start to manage stress better, which leads right into the next area, which is sleep, you know, improving sleep quality, um, for many, we start with quantity, depending on where people are. Um, but getting people to that point, um, it's a passion for me of where they wake up with energy because I didn't for so long. And, and that's, we're supposed to have energy when we wake up. We should be restored. Um, so we really work on dialing in sleep um, and movement right up your alley. I use the word movement because I find... In my world, the word exercise sometimes has that same reaction as meditation. Exactly. I mean, movement is a good word because yep. like, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're doing it, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and again, and I've heard you talk about this, you know, tying movement into joy. You know, it doesn't move, you know, the exercise doesn't have to be in a gym, you know, look a certain way. Um, and so, you know, for me... Yeah, I joke, people ask me about my steps and I'm like, well, I live on 10 acres and I take care of six horses. So <laughs> that part's covered. <laughs> That's just a regular day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But finding that level and when we're talking about inflammation, it goes in both directions. Not only are many people not moving enough, 
But people with chronic inflammation that overexercise are driving their inflammation further. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that because I know that I say to people when they tell me they have some of the things that you're talking about, I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. are you moving? Yes. But then there is the need sometimes to work too much, which is, and it's hard. Like it's hard, especially if you're like, if you're naturally driven to movement, it's really hard to dial it back. It is. Even when your body tells you. (laughs) Right. Even when your body says no. Yeah. 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 Tell us about how that works. So when exercise is serving you, you should feel better after you exercise. Right. So if we're exercising (laughs) and we're paying the price, quote unquote, or we're feeling fatigued because we overexercised, that's our body telling us that particular amount, whether it was the duration or the intensity or both or the frequency, you know, isn't serving you. Um, and it, it does, again, it puts us into that fight. It's just like stress and, and it is literally becomes a stressor. And so we go into fight or flight and it, it's not good. Okay. I've wondered about that because I know that I've read more than once that um, like, like doing triathlons, like full on triathlons um, are probably not the healthiest thing for you. Correct. And it's really hard when you get to that point where you are driven to do that, to dial it back. Absolutely. Because it's, I think it's, it's a little bit like cocaine for our brains. For sure. That endorphin release is, is addictive. Absolutely. And what happens with exercise at that intensity. And so, you know, we can all imagine the intensity of a triathlete, right? Like that's a lot, but for some of us, you know, that threshold is way lower. It might not be anything anybody else would bat an eye at. Um, But what happens is our body systems aren't getting the energy, you know? So when you're over exercising, your gut's not working well and your hormones become imbalanced and, and, so it really does impact your health. It's not like, oh, I push through today and I'll be fine tomorrow. That's, we all over-exercise sometimes. That's not what I right. mean. Um, but if, if you're feeling punished for exercising, something should change, whether it's the intensity, the duration, the frequency, or the actual movement. Okay, so, so if someone, um, well, I mean... <laughs> I can use myself for a little bit of an example here. I call it sweating off the crazies right now because almost every day, if I, I mean, and this may sound crazy, (laughs) sorry, but like I need about an hour of, you know, solid, solid sweat to kind of come back to my, come back to me. But that's Mm -hmm. because like I am, I'm used to doing that kind of exercise. And I do notice that sometimes I get to the point where I am tired the next day. So that's an, that's a, yeah, showing me that I over pushed. Yep. And dial it's it back. Signal. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. And it's a sign to me that we need an off air call to give you some other strategies. <laughs> <laughs> <than> exercise <laughs> so that we can get you grounded. Sorry, all not the quite so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all, you know, it makes perfect sense. And, 
you know, there is that release and that endorphin rush that we get when we exercise and exercise is wonderful. I mean, you're detoxing, you're, you know, sweating and strengthening and doing fabulous things like we need it. That's how we thrive. But it is just one of just like with diet, like more is not better. Right. Necessarily, you know, it's fine. Really, and you know, that's a great point. Because I tell people to start slow and small all the time, right? Yes. I mean, that is true. Yeah. So, okay. So I will, I will call you and I will be a little bit more cognizant. <laughs> so what else? Like, what are some of the other pieces? So we've got sleep, we've got exercise, diet, um, meditation or something to reduce the stress. What else? And then environmental detox seems mm. to be another really important area. Um, and it's also an area, even those of us that may think we're doing a really great job in our households may not be. Um, but toxicity is one of the very common underlying causes of autoimmunity, which is a theory as to why autoimmunity is on the rise. Um, really? Yeah. Really? Yep. And so, so we're it's just, on the rise. It, oh, greatly. Greatly. Yes. Okay. So what is toxicity? Because I have this half of my brain believes that I'm doing everything right. And the other half of my brain thinks <laughs> that I'm probably missing some big pieces. Sure, sure. So again, you know, if we think of, you know, what humans are created to handle, perfect world, our body can detox whatever it's exposed to that doesn't serve it, right? Whether it's through our food, our water, our air, contact with stuff. Fast forward to 2020, this is another perfect 2020 subject because now you know, people are disinfecting like crazy. They're exposing themselves to bleach and all kinds of really harsh chemicals. Good point. And, at, you know, washing hands like crazy, which is great, but antibacterial soap, not so good for you. So um, what happens is at this point in this century, we are so overexposed to so much. Many of us have a genetic predisposition that we aren't great detoxers, and I'm raising my hand over here. Um, and so we, the body just can't keep up, and you literally build a toxic load. Um, and that can be environmental toxins, like I just mentioned, um, or for me, um, heavy metals were one of part of my underlying cause. Um, not uncommon, like a lot of people especially people, I'm 51, and I say that with joy because I certainly passed 50 and I feel better than I did when I was 40. And you look fabulous, so yeah. <laughs> I feel fabulous. Um, but I had a mouthful of metal fillings replaced, you know, in the, in the 90s um, and didn't give a thought, didn't know, nobody did back then and ended up with mercury toxicity that I then passed along to my daughter who lived in my body after I did that to myself. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, I have definitely heard, like, I was so lucky because I had so few cavities, like maybe two. Wow. Um, so I think I was really, really fortunate. But wow. I have heard more than once that that is, a, that is a thing. Well, and then one of the other really common underlying factors right now for many people. And I'm just, I, we joke, I'm a collector. Um, I also have mold toxicity, which is very common oh. in your area of the country. Oh yeah. Mold. Yes, to say. Mold. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and again, perfect world. You should be able to clear it if you come into contact with mold. 
Um, not all of us are really good at doing it. And, and if, you know, it's a, it's a prolonged exposure, it can create an issue. And I blame, you know, I used to live in South Florida, so not, not too far off from where you are as far as humidity levels go. Um, right. And, yeah. And so, so it's not necessarily that we've come into contact, you know, with a chemical plant or anything. It's these day-to-day, it's the, what we're putting on our bodies you know, our personal care products are just loaded with chemicals. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So yes. Makes a are. big difference. So, okay. So you basically will work with someone and, and okay. First I wanted to say uh, there is a great quiz on your website and I'm going to make sure that we link to it in the show notes. Wonderful. So that people can look at this as like, is it age or is it inflammation? Um, or that terrible word you call it, use. What was that? Age inflation or <laughs> <laughs> inflammaging? <laughs> inflammaging. Yeah, there you go. So, um, but you work with people by just going through their lives, looking at what's yes. going on, and then making the adjustments or helping them make the adjustments. Is that tell us how you work with people? Yes, that is accurate. Um, so people come to me usually through two ways: either they find me on their own. And perhaps it's their first exposure with functional medicine. And so we start with these five lifestyle areas. And, and while there's, I have, a, you know, an overarching structure, right? I work with everybody. People ask, often ask me, you know, will you work with me on diet? And I say, yes, but not just diet. Um, I'm not even capable. You know, we are whole people. Right. We are. Um, and yeah. so... If I'm working, many, many times people come to me, we work together, you know, their symptoms reverse. It's remarkable. Sometimes people come to me and we work together and their symptoms aren't improving the way we would expect. And that's when I will always refer to a functional medicine doctor for testing for some of these underlying causes that I'm talking Uh, about. So like the allergies, the toxicity, the metals, all of that. Yeah. And the food sensitivities, I, we usually hit on really well. I'm also um, an autoimmune paleo coach. So I'm a pretty good food detective at this point, helping people figure that out. Um, but some of the you know, infections are another like Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr virus. There's some underlying causes that I'm certainly not going to find other than through history if we're not getting the results we want. Um, And then the opposite is then I also get the people that are referred to me by the functional medicine doctors because they know what's going on, but it's hard to make some of those changes on your own. It is. It it is. is. I mean, I I totally understand that because like there's so much going on in our world anyway, then you have to, then you have to worry about what you're eating or, you know, and and I'm not saying that we really are, but the first thought is, oh, oh my gosh, now I've got to change how I eat. Now I have to change how I move. Now I have to make all these changes. And it's so difficult because there's so much else going on. So you're just kind of like taken by the hand and, and walk us through that. Yes, because everybody's lifestyle is different coming in. And, and so, you know, it's not just what to do, but it's how to do it. And how to do it for you is different than how to do it for me. You know, I get people that come to me that have never cooked a day in their life. That's oh, going to be right. a different story than somebody who's been cooking for years, right? So it's, right. yeah, it really becomes um, 
partnering with someone of the how to do this and how to, how to create it as a lifestyle change that's lasting. That's the whole point. That is the whole point, isn't it? Because like in, in my world, I always think that like the real point to what we're doing to take care of ourselves is that in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, we're doing great and we can do what we want to do. Yes. And we're not feeling bad. We're not feeling sick. We're not having to take prescriptions. Yes. Um, so if someone is, someone ex- has suddenly started experiencing some of these issues, they've gone to the doctor, they've got their prescriptions, all of those good things, you'll still work with them. And Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. a partnership. It's not an either or. As a matter of fact, I, I have people come to me that, you know, they, they read my story or they heard my story and they come and they say, I want to do what you did. I want to get off my medication. And I say that that's not like you may hold that goal, but I'm going to hold the goal that we get you feeling as well as possible. Typically what happens is, of course, as we do that, they don't need the medication. I've had type two diabetics that are no longer type two diabetics. Um, I love working with those are, I call them my quick and easies people with metabolic disorders um, that doesn't may not seem easy on your own but fun to really quickly come off medications. Um, But again, for me, the goal is whole, full, vital life. I'm not anti-medication. Sometimes we need them. Right. Um, But yes, we want to enjoy our life and be, be the ones in, in power there. Right. And feel as absolutely great as possibly can. Yeah. So, okay. If there was one thing, like, I mean, this is first, everybody, (laughs) you just have to, Julie's website will be in the notes. Don't worry, because you're going to need to go there and read everything. But if there was like one thing you could leave people with today, um, oh gosh, I know that's like a huge thing to ask. What I know. Would you, what would you I, suggest? I, I typically, I'll say yes, and then I'll give you three. But I'm going to focus <laughs> on being mindful of that it's 2020 and we're in an unusual circumstance. I'm going to pop the stress management to the top of the list um, and say, do something every day. And it can be for five minutes, whether it's, you know, breathing, meditation, spending time in nature, or doing something you love, but do it daily purposefully and help get that stress level down a little bit. Yeah, I think that's brilliant because you're right. I'm pretty sure that stress is is what's (laughs) starting to, to whittle away. Yes. Yeah. And we, we can't control the stressors, but we can control our reactions and our responses. Thank you. That is such a good thing to say. And thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And we are going to link to your website and to your quiz. So make sure you stop by the show notes, but go ahead and give them your website URL just to be sure. Sure. It is juliemichelson.com and Michelson does not have an A. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you can find me, you know, just Google your autoimmune coach and I should pop up as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. I really appreciate it. You have a wonderful day and enjoy those horses. Thank you. I will. You have a great day as well. Okay. See ya. Thank you so much for listening today. I truly appreciate you being here. If you're ready to make a change in your fitness, to transform, or even to deep dive into what you need to be doing to get ready for your next dream adventure, I'd love to talk. I have space on my calendar for a few one-on-one clients. 
And I have a very special offer only for my podcast listeners. Go to fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready for details. If you're ready to take action on your dreams, I would truly love to work with you. Once again, that URL is fitisfreedom.com forward slash ready. I can't wait to connect and I'll see you on the next episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful week and bye for now. See you.